0: CIVICS 101 is supported in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. CIVICS Civics
1: 101 If we ask you a question, you should answer the
2: Uh, question. I did. No, you didn't. I think the president was very straightforward in his comment, and I'm
1: not going to dignify the question. Any report that Mr. Dean had prior knowledge of the Watergate matter is
2: totally false. This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration period. Uh, The president has denied and continues to deny the underlying claim. And again, I've given the best information I had at the time.
1: I'm Nick Capodice. I'm Hannah McCarthy. And this is Civics 101, the podcast refresher course on the basics of our democracy. And today, the White House press secretary.
0: I'm really excited for this one.
1: Our guest has been through myriad press secretaries. It is Mara (sighs) Lyason, national political correspondent for NPR.
0: This is going to be great. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Well, Mara, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to Civics 101. Thanks for having me. So I guess let's start
2: with the very brass tacks. What is the job of the press secretary? The job of the press secretary is to communicate the president's agenda, to answer questions from the press. And beyond that, every press secretary has defined the job a little bit differently.
1: Mm. Have you reported for several different press secretaries?
2: I have covered three... White Houses, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, and now Donald Trump. I was the national political correspondent during George W. Bush. So I wasn't at the White House every day, or I wasn't part of the White House rotation. But for those other three presidents, I was. And every one of the press secretaries for those presidents had a slightly different approach to the job. Mike McCurry, Who was Bill Clinton's press secretary was famous for saying his job was to be as truthful as possible and as helpful as possible to the press while also trying to communicate his boss's agenda and put it in the best possible light. Other press secretaries have seen their job as more as a combatant, as pushing back against the press, demonizing the press, kind of using the press as a foil. And the Communication part, the explaining the administration's agenda, has been secondary to those press secretaries. So it just depends on the president uh, and uh, the administration.
1: One thing I'm curious about is if you could describe sort of the scene when you step into a, a White House press conference, because you've been to a couple of these. Sort of, what's it like when you're? Are you sitting around waiting for a while? And
2: are you talking vi- about a presidential press conference or a, or just the regular press briefing?
1: Both. I. What's the difference between the two of them?
2: Well, there's a couple, there's a couple, there's many different ways that the president and the press secretary communicate with the press. The most famous is a presidential press conference where it's formal, the president stands there and takes questions from reporters. Most presidents did a lot of those. Donald Trump has only done one in February of 2017 one formal standalone solo press conference. However, Donald Trump does interact with the press a lot. He answers questions at what we call pool sprays, where a small group of reporters is ushered into the cabinet room or the Oval Office and he's meeting with someone or he's signing something and he answers a few questions on the fly, or he's going out to the helicopter or he's coming out of Air Force One. So he interacts with the press that way. Then there's the foreign leader press conference, which under Trump has become what's known as two and two. Each leader takes two questions from their own press corps. So the president answers two questions from American reporters, and then uh, the foreign leader calls on two of the traveling press corps that has come with him from his country. Then there's the press briefing, which happens every day. That's Sarah Sanders standing in the briefing room. We've had many different press secretaries uh, use the briefing in different ways. In past administrations, they stood there until all the questions were finished. Sometimes it could be as long as an hour. Sarah Sanders keeps it very brief. Sometimes she eats up a lot of time at the top by uh, reading from prepared remarks, making some announcements. Um, but the biggest, I guess, the biggest sea change for me was when the daily press briefing was televised. Uh, There are many press secretaries who have come to regret that because it does lead to grandstanding by some reporters, uh, and it's less useful and more of a uh, confrontation. And in those daily briefings, how does the press secretary choose who they're going to call on? In the press briefing, the press secretary can call on whoever she wants. Uh, Same thing in in a press conference with the president. But Sarah Sanders generally, not always, but generally does what past press secretaries have done, which is starts with the front row. The wire services Mm -hmm. sit in the front row, and so do the representatives of the major television networks and cable outlets. Um, I sit in the second row. (laughs) Um, So the first row is NBC, ABC, CNN, Fox, uh, Reuters, AP. In the second row is The Washington Post, The New York Times, NPR, Bloomberg. CBS radio, et cetera. So so generally she starts with the first row, but then she calls on whoever she wants.
0: And in terms of that seating, is that something that the press secretary decides on herself? No, the
2: seating is determined by the White House Correspondents Association. We actually have assigned seats. My seat has a metal plaque on it that says NPR. Oh. (laughs) And... I am not. Uh, let's see. I I'm not exactly sure how those decisions get made, but I can tell you that NPR used to have a seat, uh, f- farther back, way mm. over on the left. Congratulations. Uh, but during Clinton, yes. But during Clinton, somehow or other, they moved me up to the second row, right in the middle. Not bad. Not quite sure how that happened. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes news news organizations go out of business. They lose their seat in the briefing room. Things mm. get shuffled around. Mm.
0: Does the press secretary play favorites at all in terms of who they're doling information out to or who they're calling
2: on? Well, first of all, they're doling out information to everybody. We're all sitting there. It's carried live on TV. But in terms of who they call on, yes, there's no doubt that uh, sometimes press secretaries will go to what they consider to be a friendly reporter just for some relief or a reporter who's marginal or is guaranteed to ask a question totally off topic uh sure there's a strategy to this but don't forget the press briefing even though it's the most public way that the press secretary and the and the white house interacts with the press because it's televised is not the most important way that journalists get information from the white house because we're spending all day trying to ask questions of administration officials on background, off the record, away from the cameras.
1: And In terms of the job, what kind of qualifications is good for someone to become a press secretary?
2: An iron stomach. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a, a thick skin. Somebody who's unflappable. Generally, someone who has a pretty even demeanor. I don't think, especially for television, which rewards cool over hot— Uh, a hot-headed press secretary would do very well. But Sarah Sanders actually has a very good um, personality to be the press secretary. She's very even.
1: Well, it seems sometimes the press secretary is a unique role that's kind of getting it from both sides. You know, they have to, they're getting it from the press, but also from the, the, the president. I just was watching the video of Nixon shoving his... Press secretary off of Air Force One.
2: Well, there's no, there's no doubt that the press secretary serves two masters. No, well, there's no doubt that some press secretaries see themselves as serving two masters. Mike McCurry certainly did. He thought he needed to serve the press and serve the president, and try mightily never to lie to the press. Uh, during the Trump administration, it's a little bit different the press secretary more or less has an audience of one. That's true of any Trump administration official who goes on television. They're they're communicating or performing for the president. And the president likes it when the press is excoriated or when the press secretary pushes back against the press. I think the most famous instance of this, of course, was Sean Spicer's very first press conference, where the president literally sent him out to the briefing room to insist that his inauguration was the most... Uh, heavily attended inauguration in history, which turns out not to be true. It's important, even in this post-truth era that we're in with Donald Trump, it is important for the press secretary to retain their credibility and to try as much as possible uh, to be accurate and tell the truth. That's why you hear press secretaries, including Sarah Sanders, often say, to the best of my knowledge, here's this piece of information, or I haven't spoken to the president about that, Or, you know, I haven't asked him that question. I haven't discussed this with him. So better to be ignorant than inaccurate.
0: Yeah. On that, uh, do members of the White House staff ever lie to or withhold information from the press secretary so that they can be ignorant and don't have to lie to the press about something?
2: Sure. That's called plausible deniability. Absolutely. Better to be out of the loop than to be saying something that turns out to be false. Why? You know, there's so much discussion now the truth doesn't matter anymore, objective facts don't matter. The 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 Trump believes that he can pretty much say whatever he wants and it won't matter, but credibility does matter. What happens when the president is asking Americans to sacrifice because of something that he's decided is important to do? He has to have credibility for that. What happens when the president is asking US allies to follow the US in some kind of endeavor or or military action. You know, credibility is important. And if you are cavalier with the facts, there'll come a time when nobody will believe you and you'll need them to.
1: Are there any particularly uh, memorable moments from those briefings in your in your tenure of reporting on them that you could like to share with
2: <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> I mean, you could, you, could, you could use the most current examples where, you know, the press secretary denied that the president knew about the payments to Stormy Daniels because, because the president himself had denied them. I mean, and then those, th- those turned out not to be operative. Um, but I can't think of anything really off the top of my head. A lot of times these press briefings are soporific and boring. Um, and sometimes that's the goal, not to make news.
1: And when you're in there these are these are people with whom you've worked for a long time are you just chit-chatting beforehand
2: oh you mean my my colleagues from different news organizations yes of course yes and we all get along really well and sometimes the press doesn't do a good job of following up and reinforcing each other's questions but we try Mm
0: -hmm. and how often is the press contradicting what the press secretary is presenting as fact does that happen pretty regularly
2: sure yes absolutely it happens all the time, more and more during the Trump administration than than before. When the president says three million people voted illegally and there's no evidence for that, sure, we will mention that to the press secretary, and then he'll she'll generally say something like, "Well, this is what he believes." You know, she'll find she'll find some kind of safe lily pad to alight on where she can um, say something that's technically accurate, because no press secretary wants to flat out lie to the press.
0: And who? is giving the press secretary their information. Who briefs them before they brief you?
2: Oh, they go they go around and they, they, have, they have a pre-briefing meeting. They go around to different officials in the administration and in the White House to get the best information they can so they can transmit it. That's why often the press briefing is late <laughs> because they're scrambling to put their talking points together.
0: Yeah, I think we sort of touched on, I was very curious as to whether or not being a member of the White House press corps was exciting or tended more toward the boring side of things compared to your other? Well, ones- you know,
2: I used to say, I used to say that the exciting part of the job starts when you walk in the gates off of Pennsylvania Avenue, and the and 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 it ends when you walk in the door to the <laughs> White House because. A lot of times the the life of a White House correspondent is like an animal in the zoo. You're in a cage and a, you can't really go anywhere you want or walk around. And occasionally they open the door and they throw in a piece of red meat, a little <laughs> bit of news. They shut the door and then they run like the zookeeper. Um, but covering the White House is a peculiar kind of beat because you can't roam the halls like you do in Congress. It's more restricted. And especially in this White House where they really do see themselves as at war with the press.
0: How easy would it be for the president to revoke a White House press corps reporter's credentials?
2: Well, they certainly could do that. Well, what they can do is they can revoke the hard pass that allows you to come into the compound. You can still cover the White House without having access to the briefings or or access to the physical uh, space in the White House. In other words, you can't stop someone from recovering the White House. There are many reporters who write stories about Donald Trump and never set foot in the briefing room. What he's talking about, it sa- it sounds like trying to exert some control over reporters who cover the White House, and I think that would be difficult. Physically, they could do that. They could definitely they could kick the entire press corps out of the West Wing, and they've often talked about that in the past, kind of moving us over to the old Executive Office Building across West uh, across Executive Drive. Um, but getting rid of credentials that doesn't mean that the press won't continue to do its job.
1: That was Mara and She's the national political correspondent for NPR and she's got the brass plate on the chair in the second row.
0: This episode was produced by Nick Capadice and Ben Henry. Our executive producer is Erica Janik and our team includes Jimmy Gutierrez, Justine Paradise and Taylor Quimby. Our music is by Azora.
1: And you don't have to be a national political correspondent to know what's what when it comes to how American government works. We are casting our net far and wide for civics teachers across the country to be guests on our episodes. So if you know a really great civics teacher, or you are that teacher, give us a call and tell us what kind of topic you'd like to do with us. The number's 202-798-6865. Tell us your name, where you teach, and what kind of topic you'd like to do, and uh, chances are we'll get right back to you.
0: I'm Hannah McCarthy.
1: I'm Nick Capodice.
0: Civics 101 is a production of New Hampshire Public Radio.
1: Imagine bold, naturally-aged Tillamook cheddar slices melting over a burger, eating thick-cut cheddar shreds straight from the bag. (sighs) It's nice to dream about cheese for a bit. Tillamook Cheddar. Extraordinary Dairy. Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets. The master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com.